Why is the world in Why are we marching hand in hand? Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for ウェルカムトゥディスマイピーエポッドキャストウェルカムトゥディスマイピーエポッドキャストウェルカムトゥディスマイピーエポッドキャストウェルカムトゥディスマイピーエポッドキャストウェルカムトゥディスマイピーエ
various just weirdness, you know, usually jokingly, but uh, you're a pretty big part of that community. So that's where you started these cover things rather than um, the miscellaneous T Facebook group, which is a more kind of straight ahead, non sarcastic fan group. So uh, just, just to break it down for the people that aren't extremely, extremely online. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes, continue. So the joke group, we made that it was 46 covers. And I think I did, I had my hand in like eight or nine of them. And I posted it in the main, like important, like curious, serious time group. And people came to me and they're just like, why are you doing the next one? Like, this is so cool. Why did I know about this? Why are you doing the next one? And Right, right. Like making all those covers was exhausting. And then I was just like, wait, the 30th anniversary of Flood's coming up. I can say we're going to do this then and then be super hands off with this whole process. And people will just go for it because everybody knows Flood. Everybody loves Flood. So I right. teased it a bunch of times in that group. And then I set up a Google Forms page where people would give the information for their covers and then send the audio files to me and then I would compile them. And then I would do all the, like I'd have people make the album art like I did with uh, the John Henry one. And it would just be its own complete thing that I could be a little bit hands off with. Sure. I was yeah. expecting with John, <laughs> I was expecting maybe 50 covers. Like I think the, my original plan actually was to do a thing where I would like, edit together all of my reactions to all the covers thinking they're like 30 40 ish covers and uh-huh. i wanted to do them i listened to all of them uh right before like while i was compiling it but i think the first day i sat down to start doing it it took me i think i spent like two was it i think it was like two and a half hours uh reacting uh compiling and that was i think it was like 40 covers in and, and then they kept coming. <laughs> so yeah. we ended up with yeah. seven. <laughs> it's crazy. Because when I asked you, like, yeah, 76 covers. Because I had asked you, well, I had been going to go in and co- collaborate with someone on the, I guess, self-titled track. I don't know. The, the, the They Might Be Giants song. Right. And we were going to go crazy with it in some sort. We were talking about make it like an industrial cover go mm-hmm. like all nine inch nails on it or something i'm like that sounds like fun and that was kind of my collaborator's wheelhouse mm-hmm. but then she dropped off and it's like i don't really have time um so i'm like okay that's cool but it's like coming up so i asked you i'm like so what are you still lacking and you're like well we got one birdhouse maybe two i'm like that's weird that's the hit right everyone wants to everyone's like well i don't want to cover the hit or everyone else is going to so i'm like okay i'll do birdhouse and then you must have gotten a bunch last minute because what are there five birdhouses yeah something like that it was literally Uh, um like i think it was a week before the deadline like two weeks before the deadline i had zero (laughs) birdhouse cover yeah and then everybody was just like (laughs) oh no birdhouse okay time to i think part of it was that people really want like respect to that song and weren't as gung-ho as far as like chopping and screwing it <laughs> like me <laughs> did you see that screenshot of that tweet i posted <laughs> a guy who follows the podcast he was like this is the worst thing i've heard ever why ruin he's like, why ruin i don't know if his english is second language or something he's like why ruin i'm like 
I love the song, but I also love like rocking the fuck out. Like it's it's almost like the way I took it was, this is how I feel inside when I heard when I hear Birdhouse. Oh yeah, I just want to rock the fuck out. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only. So I'm like, I'm going to do my best Dave Grohl impression, record some drums, fucking, I did a whole track of, two whole tracks of feedback where I didn't even play notes, I just stood by the amp really loud and just let it squeal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to do like Kurt Cobain at his angriest, uh, <laughs> trying to piss off the people that loved uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, that's, that's how <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised, like, you posted that screenshot just a, just a few minutes ago of, uh, the stats and i'm like how did i get over 100 plays how did i get in eighth place when it's track 49 i was confident i would get like no plays because no one has the attention span for albums let alone a 76 track album i think i think the one thing that was um surprising a little bit is that well it was really surprising but people kind of shared their own covers and that probably explains some of the bumps, but they also like a thing that was like really heartening to me is because there were so many tracks. I'm just like, some of these tracks are going to get buried, but right. people have generally been like, Hey, this person, I really like what you did with this song. And they just started shouting each other out. And yeah. then yeah. even though I've listened to all the songs, like I think almost two times now, I'll be like, okay, what, what are you talking about here? And I listen to it. I'm like, all right, no, this is so cool. <laughs> this was also just Yeah. Great. There's just so much here. And yeah, I I've told you I I haven't made it all the way through yet, but I was skipping through just trying to get like a good preview of some of the ones I hadn't heard uh, before I called you. But there's still a couple I haven't listened to. But um, I also have to shout out Averin Averin Ke- Averin Keating. I uh, mixed and mastered that for Averin the uh, Road Movie Two Berlin cover. Yeah, and a- Averin had never recorded a song before. Ever that was their first that was their first attempt at covering doing an instrument and singing that was the first try and like i did a little tweaks on it by request like oh the timing i should have held this chord longer or something so i did a couple little snips but really i mean i was impressed it's wild and i mean yeah that's, that's part of what makes this project fun like for me it's like one of the things that I've had to do when when organizing this is people have come to me and they'll be like, yeah, I want to make this cover, but I'm not very good at music or I've never done music before or I have this idea, but I think you're going to hate it. And I just kind of have to walk them through the like music is this thing where we all kind of don't know what we're doing until you know what you're doing. So <laughs> first of all, it's OK if it sucks because, you know, this is just what we're doing for fun. And second of all, yeah. 
They Might Be Giants as a band has dabbled in some of the most obnoxious yeah. weirdo stuff, like Mainstream USA as a song. No, no, it's actually <laughs> not even mainstream. I'm thinking of uh, the Big Big Chordum. Like to play the big oh, big chord, yeah, you like guitar, and you just strum it openly, and then you—that's the whole song. That's the whole song. <laughs> like I, yeah, I give, purchased. Give Linnell, give Linnell the guitar. Oh no! <laughs> like I bought that with money. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like we should do a uh, miscellaneous tea. The album Miscellaneous T covers uh, compilation just to get all those weird ones in. Oh man! And I, I keep trying to convince people to do the weird ass ones for the podcast for the episodes, and like I've got some claimed like, um, I mean like some of the B sides like the famous Polka is claimed, and right. uh, Kiss, Kiss Me Son of God has an alternate version, and there's yeah, but but like. I'm like, I want to do for science. And that's not even a super oh, weird I one. I love like, for science. I mean, that's like one of my favorite B-sides. And Nightgown of the, the Sullen Moon, that got claimed. I love oh. that song. Yeah, I, But yeah, I want to talk about like Weep Day. Weep, 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 weep. <laughs> you know what you should do? What you should do is you should ask open. I'll, actually, no, I'll ask open my giggle to come onto your show and to claim a weird one. Uh, I think he's gonna he's sure. gonna be in Bellingham in like a month, so I'll ask him. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I, I'm curious what the uh, streaming stats were like for the John Henry one now that it's been up for a little bit. Uh, let me let me pull that up because I don't think John. I think okay. I think that if because I run like five Bandcamp pages and I'm just obsessed with checking stats and stuff like that. Because I'm a dork, being in two bands, having the podcast oh, yeah. camp, having my music studio, I have a sampler band camp page for that. Yeah. I think that like uh, if I think the top, uh, like if I look at the top ten, the top three are from John Henry, but like only by like one to like ten, <laughs> like the number like of all of total plays. I think Birdhouse is number four with two hundred four, and then. Uh, subliminal is number two with 221 so there's all like up there but there's been more time for john henry so i wouldn't be surprised oh, if oh. like as like the album continues to get shared it just surpasses it in, in its entirely yeah there's also yeah. the cave fish up there <laughs> one cave <laughs> fish. yeah it's pretty funny because the podcast band camp i'm pretty much just collecting random random covers that people have done for the show or that i've done and uh we did the whole i kind of had the same problem as you where the first live episode i did was for the song don't let's start and i did Mm -hmm. a live taping here in lafayette and then um and then we had like almost like a open mic night style just like everybody mixing it up and doing all these different covers some people had prepared more than others but everyone who asked me like oh will you play accordion on mine Oh, will you play piano? Will you play drums on mine? And I ended up on like half of these things. And this has there's 23 tracks, and I'm pr- I'm probably on nine or ten of them. Yeah. And that night nearly killed me. <laughs> and there were some that didn't come out as well as I would have hoped because I split my time up too much. So then the next live episode when we did Birdhouse in uh, Chicago, um, I'm like, forget the round robin thing. We'll just have two bands. My band will be one of them, and we'll do yeah. three covers and rehearse them well. 
yeah. and then Pet Cemetery, this pretty big uh, punk, pop punk uh, band, played, and they did some pretty kick-ass covers. And I wish I had them recorded. They did a hardcore cover of Particle Man, where oh it was just bass and drums, and their <laughs> guitarist, their guitarist went out into the crowd, and it was just <laughs> just like the whole time. It was oh fantastic. God. And then they they ended. They did a cover of Boss of Me mm-hmm. near the top of their set. And then for every single song, even their originals that they played, they ended every single song with, Life is unfair. <laughs> every song, even Birdhouse, they covered it. And they ended. They hit that last chord, Life is unfair. Oh my God. <laughs> every time I lost my shit more and more. It was the funniest fucking thing. And I didn't tape it other than like a little couple cell phone videos but i should have just recorded off the board it was so good but yeah so i feel you as in like you get this idea and you're like oh i want to do all this all this and then it kind of gets away from you and you're like oh shit i just spent like fucking weeks doing this thing oh and it's just a you know but it's a passion project but then you're like oh i have real things (laughs) in my life that i probably should be paying attention to so are you in college right now yeah yeah, this is my uh, last year at Western in Bellingham. Uh, what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm a communication major, uh, which is uh, I'm trying to get into children's media specifically. Like, really? um, I think the thing I, the, the main reference point I use is like Sesame Street, because I think most people know, oh, yeah, Sesame Street, you want to work on something like that. And it's like, for me, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in especially like early educational stuff made for children. Um, you're like talking to, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm an elementary music teacher, so you don't need oh, yeah. to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So yeah. So what do you, what are you thinking? I mean, Sesame street seems like a pretty, pretty competitive show. I mean, are you thinking of like, you want to start your own thing? I mean, that's just, I don't know much about that side of the media world. Right. What are what are your plans there? The problem is that like I don't know that much either because there isn't like a guidebook of being like here's how to do this thing. Um, so right. a thing that I've been doing on the side is I've been like writing analysis of children's media. Uh, I have a paper on a Netflix show, not Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime show called Danger and Eggs that I'm going to submit to a couple to a uh, conference in Tacoma, like a undergrad paper conference i'm gonna submit it there uh and then i also make youtube videos that breaks down uh different childhood things like educational content things i actually did one i think the most recent one i finished because i have a bunch of ideas and have two two little time to pull them out the way i want to but i recently did one on sesame street actually and how it kind of it's in this weird spot like as a media program partially because of like hbo and all that transition but like that was a lot of a lot of the new sesame street content or like when it was doing its press tour for its 50th anniversary it was all really heavily nostalgia based which is kind of weird when the people that you should be appealing to are like people my age that are just having children that are watching sesame street but it's all like let's do songs only from the 70s and i'm like i love the 70s Mm -hmm. stuff but like Shouldn't you be marketing to the people that are like having HBO and are going to be watching your show instead of people that are older than that? Uh, mm-hmm. Just so things like that. And then uh, I've been working on a couple like really big analysis papers, one on a show called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood and how that show is brilliant, but also super annoying. Uh, it's <laughs> and 
and then I think the other big one is uh, the show Steven Universe, which I have a particular beef with. Uh, I want to be able to describe that. And a lot of people that talk about children's shows come from the perspective of like adults where it's like, as an adult, right. I think this thing, I like the character design, right? I don't like this thing. Right. Uh, and I want to look at it from a like ideological, level. like what is a show attempting to teach and what is it actually saying kind of thing, like in a very nice. uh, academic yeah. way, uh, which nobody's done for some reason, <laughs> but that's, those are the kind of things we're working on right now. It's a weird thing. And I think about this a lot, especially after, um, so in, in, in my classes, I teach kindergarten through sixth grade, general music and band and choir. And uh, so I do, like as an incentive, I do a sticker chart where each class is competing to win a music party. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's a marathon. It takes them about like a whole report card period, like about eight or nine weeks. Uh, and whoever fills the, st- the chart with stickers first from having a bunch of good days wins a party. And... Somehow, this never happens, but a kindergarten class uh, tied for first on this last one. Kindergartners, they're just figuring out school. They usually are, you know, they're just amped up. They're kindergartners. So they won, and I'm like, okay, we're going to have a party. We'll get some, we got some mini donuts. And I'm like, what are we going to watch that is, because I, I want to make it at least something musical related. So if we're going to just watch a show or a movie i wanted to have some sort of musical content whether it's about music or has good music in it um like i show princess and the frog a lot you know that the movie the disney movie that i mean it takes place in new orleans and it's all about you know all the jazz is awesome plus it's hand-drawn which is cool and old school but uh so we watched uh an episode of mr rogers neighborhood because i like sometimes he teaches songs he sings there's at least like imagination stuff involved Mm -hmm. and i hadn't i hadn't seen i mean my daughter's only a year and a half she doesn't not even she doesn't understand like tv so we don't really watch shows with her yet and i hadn't seen a mr rogers in forever and Mm -hmm. i was like this show is so calm i love it <laughs> like the kids loved it too and they responded to it they were like entranced and it wasn't like la, 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 right. la, 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 like all right. insane like right. everything else like baby shark or some shit kids don't <laughs> need that kids don't need that they need puppets that are all voiced by mr rogers behind the scenes and the cat that says meow every other word i'm like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, like I'm really mad at you right meow <laughs> like the thing about Mr. Rogers and like every product that has come out of uh, the Fred Rogers uh, production company um, is that they have their main goal or like their main, their hyper focus on like communicating to children. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, there's actually uh, there's several things about Mr. Rogers that have been out, but like one of them talked about how he had this language called Freddish where you would take a, a, a statement like a, uh, don't run in the street and then break it down so that it can't be so it's not ambiguous and it tells you clearly that like adults that you trust uh will have you in these specific areas like just breaking it down right. so that like yeah. the message is perfectly clear and i feel like with a lot of children's media right uh especially post spongebob uh what happens <laughs> is that people talk spongebob like adults talk spongebob and we're like oh they love the weird colors and there's random jokes, so let's just do that forever. Yeah, yeah. When really the thing about early SpongeBob that made it work is that all the jokes were really, really well timed because kids have a sense of humor. There's goofy jokes, yeah, but also yeah. really like 
worked out. Like they spent time like writing these jokes in a way where like it hits. Um, but people, but like media, like I think a lot of uh, higher ups saw that and was like, "Yep, yeah, we're just gonna make it colorful and goofy." And then they just did yeah. that for twenty years and missed it. And yeah. I think it was actually a little bit worse <laughs> for educational stuff because with Dory the Explorer, also massive hit, and they were like, "Okay." Uh, so brightly colored, she sings songs for half yeah. an hour, and she does the same thing every day. Let's just do that for fifteen right. years. <laughs> Was that really on for that long? Um, no, it's just that like post Dora, you crazy. have shows like um, like not even talking about Go Go You have like the Wonder Pets. Like I don't know if you ever had to sit through the Wonder Pets. It's torturous. No. Um, there's uh, okay. Team Umizumi isn't great. Uh, even Handy Manny. Uh, um, oh, oh! Uh, the other one that I like. Have you ever seen uh, the Wild Kratts? Well, oh my God! Okay, I can. Okay, so the thing about Wild Kratts, right, is that you don't like um, Wild Kratts? No, no, I'm, <laughs> no. I've okay. Wild Kratts is such a, okay. Like with first with first with Kratts creatures, right? You had this kind of like real, like these real people like in this scenario it's all nature and then Zabufu happens also very popular it's a lot more contained and as the wildcrats have continued their careers they've been just as good as like explaining animal things to them but they've also gotten older and so wildcrats this looks like let's take these personalities and then make it so they can't age right and let's put yeah, them, turn in them into scenarios. cartoons let's put them into <laughs> scenarios where they can explain animal facts to kids in the way that they've been doing for several years but also you know a uh, random baddie sometimes who's very goofy and this like oversized thing that we can make fun of and these other side characters <laughs> right, right. all have specific parts of this team and they work in ways that actually make sense with the show like the yeah like, i the thing i liked about it is that kids love superhero shit and they love animals but this is like they might not necessarily want to learn like specifics about what this animal does to survive or what makes it you know but they like use the animals like unique features as like that's our superpower and we're gonna put on a, a hedgehog suit or whatever right. <laughs> and, you know i'm like that's so cool <laughs> it's genius oh man we've really gotten off topic here this is <laughs> this is an episode that's about are you worried that shit posting is gonna come back and bite you in the ass when you're looking for jobs <laughs> you might need to scrub that uh, facebook profile <laughs> you're attached to a lot of swearing I, it's new media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as an older fellow who has gotten in trouble at jobs for language online, I will just say, be careful. <laughs> yeah. One time, yeah. One time I got in trouble with the, uh, someone saw a Facebook post I made that was a joke about <laughs> drinking and doing drugs, which if they actually knew me, I have never drank in my life. I've been straight edge since I like grew up punk rocker straight edge and just never took it up. <laughs> I've never had a beer. So anyone who actually know me would know the sarcasm. Right. But someone uh, turned me in and I ended up getting like a piece of paper in my teacher file for a year. This is back in like 2010. Yeah. We wrote a song about it. It was fine. Get some uh, some song content out of it, but <laughs> it's called Grown Up Problems. Right. So just watch out for those grown up problems, oh, oh, <laughs> young, ma- young man. <laughs> well, I, I think People that, are stupid. <laughs> I mean, I think that like with this one, I think that the one thing that I've been like, I mean, I'm old enough to not have my entire life be online. 
and so there's still a level like when I got a face, I got a Facebook literally 11 years ago. It's disgusting. But even then, it was there's a like, well, <laughs> gotta be careful because there's bad people out there that can just steal your data. So I've always had a level of self censorship as far as things that are like directly attached to my name. And uh, it just, I don't know, it means like for me with, 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 with like the name of the group, I think that this one, I, I might be able to like be like, oh, you know, it's just the name of the group. I had nothing to do with it a little bit. Like it'd be a little bit of nangling. And also I've tried to right. make it as much of a like, oh yeah, no, I just organized it. Don't don't worry. I was just I was just right. pushing all levers on the background. This is this is this shows my uh, my work ethic. <laughs> like putting in anyway, my you know, <laughs> looking at the Bandcamp again, there's only one place on it where it actually says the word shit because you've got it's TMBS dot Bandcamp doesn't yeah. say shit. Then you've got they might be songs posting. Yeah, it does say they might be shit posting credited to Lincoln, Massachusetts, which is where you are not where the giants are from <laughs> um so really if you if you if you put <laughs> they might be songs posting on there then nothing attached to your band camp page would even say the word shit so oh, you're probably right <laughs> probably should change that it is people are dumb and don't get there are a lot of people that don't get jokes like even my wife is like why do people spend time making these weird memes like shit posting she like doesn't get it and i don't make them but i enjoy them She's like, people have too much time on their hands. And I'm I'm down here like making a birdhouse cover that just sounds like half of the band doesn't know the song. <laughs> I spend two days down in the basement just making a racket. That's what I waste my time on. It's oh a lot of I think the one thing with, with the me making, at least for me, is that uh for a while I had a very long streak of making these Ups, where I take a very giant song and something else and just crush it together oh, yeah? in the most nice. disgusting possible way. And <laughs> like doing that, like making mashups kind of forces you to think in a way that is super applicable when you're making other music, right? Where it's like, how do I reharmonize this? How, like, how do you, like, I, 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 I think one of the ones I remember most vividly at the moment moment as the process of making it is that i was watching uh i was watching i think a speed run of doom and the opening riff of doom came in and then i'm like what if i took the cloisonne vocals and put it right when the the beat drops <laughs> and so that <then> anyway, <laughs> i i got an idea for you you ready yeah i was talking about nine nine inch nails before so i got that in my head ready mm -hmm. i wanna fuck you like an animal <laughs> or or do minimum wage with like some rage against the machine song and call it minimum rage there, it's yeah their possibilities are endless i can, can see why that can, the appeal can. i don't know if you'd want to find things that are the same bpm and necessarily or just oh, uh it's not even bpm i think you could warp them yeah it's just a lot of warping a lot of weird uh angling just to kind of uh, as Neil Cesarica puts it, put a square peg into a round hole. Uh, actually, now I'm curious. Let me see something. <laughs> we are so off topic here. We should probably... Do you want to play any clips of your favorite ones or ones that stood out as notable? Um, I don't know. I also don't want to 
hurt anyone's feelings that we don't play theirs, but there are 76 there, there, songs. There are so many. I mean, I, if you had to pick like three, could you do it? Um, uh, let me think. Because uh, I got a couple in mind. I Okay, so um, I think one of the most surprising ones um, is was done by uh, a Sebastian Paquette under Dracula's ne- Necrophobic Actions. His cover of Women and Men was an interesting like thing for me because when you're on, when you have something submitted in forms through, through Google, generally speaking, it just, you can just press play or you can just download it. But I actually a video of this. I went and I opened this and I'm like, okay, it's this thing. And I click on it to download it. And it says this file is 141 megabytes large and therefore we cannot do that we cannot scan it i'm like like, what am i getting myself into (laughs) this cover really um which uh what track am i looking at i'm having trouble finding it in my that is a track number um it's track 61 it's 11 minutes long (laughs) 61 oh okay wow favorites is actually right after that daryl till who i just recorded an episode with he was a guy i was finding his youtube covers astral b for like a year before i found out someone's like oh his name's daryl he's in the group i'm like oh man that guy's talented i should have him on the show we just recorded a someone keeps moving my chair episode be out in a couple weeks but his cover of hot cha is a mashup with lie still little bottle so Mm. like he actually messaged me first because we had started talking. He he sent me it in advance. He's like, "Do you think people are going to hate this that I'm basically <laughs> pointing pointing out that two they might be giant songs are almost identical?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, that's super cool. That's a great idea. Do it." I think most people would probably be like, "This hotcha sounds like something else I've heard," because he didn't put down like slash lie still little bottle. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, but nope. it's 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 hotcha with lie still little bottle in it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty genius. Hot cha, where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. I can't see why I miss you so, so. Hot cha, where are you? First time hot cha went away. A floating island was his home. Then the phone rang off the hook and hot cha had to come back home. Hot cha. Where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed I can't see why I miss you so, so hot Cha, where are you? Second time he went away 
left the bathtub running over Stereo on and cooking bacon Never came back to tell us why shout out um is rachel hayward's uh track 22 rachel hayward uh it's big horn version of birdhouse um i want to point that one out mostly because i have the biggest soft spot for steel drums um my friend oh, yeah. my best like one of my best friends uh dad had this whole steel drum uh like circuit that like they go through the steel drum community apparently super like well internationally and so like i think this was like 50 60 entries in i'm just like clicking on these entries and then the steel drums kicking in. i'm like oh my gosh like i love this hell like, love yeah <laughs> oh like, man when i was studying music in college i remember i visited a different university for some such little conference and this place had gotten like grants to to do like a whole steel drum ensemble and they had i remember playing like it was like timpani but made of giant oh, yeah. barrels like where they had like each it was like a whole garbage can sized barrel yeah. that only had one or two notes on it yeah, so the, like, yeah the boom, boom 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 i was like hell yeah like this is amazing yeah no because <laughs> i'd only play you know like regular i don't know what you think like, of, like this like a single drums. like a single pan um yeah like I, played, I got a little one in my room in my classroom yeah yeah um like in that class i I did tenors. Tenors is three. Um, my friend Jansen, I actually covered, did a really quick cover of uh, The Bright Side on Steel Drums when I was staying at my friend Jansen's house over the summer. Oh, uh, I, think nice. co- I think 2017. Because uh, he has, uh, it's not, I think it's like uh, Alto, which is like two different pans. And there's like a weird, like whole, hold note, like scale that goes up. So it was like, this is uh-huh. how, you know how to alternate. It's really like intricate and I just respect steel drums so much. And so that was just a little treat for me. going to play that one in my room again because i'm with my second and third graders we're doing a music around the world unit we're about to head we're on our way to south america so we're going to stop off and uh on the islands and play some hear some steel drum stuff and kids kids love steel drums when you show them the mario brothers theme on oh, steel yeah. drum ensemble because there are some pretty rad videos on uh, of different songs that they know uh, arranged for steel drum ensemble that but Mario Brothers in particular sounds like spot on with steel yeah. drums. 
<laughs> so great. Uh, are, uh, any others you want to shout out? Um, I think I'm gonna. I, uh, I think of the of the most ones that kind of stuck in my mind a little bit of the. Um, where is it? I gotta find this other one. I was thinking of the continuing adventures of Particle Man, where <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> where it turns into a whole like radio drama, and I'm like the entire yeah. time I'm just dying because I'm like I don't like I wouldn't even think of doing something like that. Who can shrink down to the size of an ant? Who can turn his own body into pure electricity? Who goes underwater to get wet, or just perhaps the vice versa? Why, none other than Particle Man! The Continuing Adventures of Particle Man, presented by Fluffy Puff Marshmallows. After an accident at the ultra-secret atomic laboratory deep underneath Brooklyn, New York, intern scientist Paul Porter acquired the ability to alter his own mass and the particles that compose his body. He was paid handsomely in workman's compensation, and to alleviate his boredom, became Particle Man, the ever-vigilant crime fighter as long as it isn't too far away. When last we checked in on our hero, he was crossing over to Ellis Island to investigate the commotion going on at the Statue of Liberty. After shrinking down below my actual size and jumping from ion to ion, I've finally arrived. Gadzooks! It's completely covered toe-to-tip with terrible technicolor triangles! Who would do such a thing? Suddenly, from the very... Yeah, that's not in my wheelhouse. I don't... I, you know, there are a lot of different tex- uh, directions I would consider taking a song musically, but turning it into, like, some sort of scripted thing that goes beyond the song, I would never... I wouldn't be able to do it well, even if I thought <laughs> of the idea. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what was the one I was just listening to? I was pretty fond of the cloud folder uh, birdhouse, the toy symphonette. I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Blue canary in the outlet by the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul I have a secret to tell From my electrical well It's a simple message And I'm leaving out the whistles and bells So the room must listen to me Filibuster vigilantly My name is Blue Canary my story's infinite, like the Longines Symphony, it doesn't rest. Blue canary in the outlet by the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul, not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Oh yeah, there's there's so but many I'm kind good of a sucker. Yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for like chip tuny stuff. There's so many good versions of birdhouse, like Kai Pfeiffer version of Birdhouse Rocks.
Filibuster vigilantly My name is Blue Canary One note spelled L-I-T-E My story's infinite Like the Longing Symphony Yeah, I'd been talking to him ahead of time, and I was excited to hear some real horns on here, because when it comes to recording a cover, I mean, if you're going all out and doing horns, I mean, I'm in a band that has two saxophones. I mean, you're really adding a lot of time under the recording process. Oh, yeah. When you're putting fucking wind instruments on it, they're a lot harder to record than putting a mic up to a guitar amp like I did. Oh, yeah. Where the fuck is this one? Theme. Theme from Flirt. <laughs> Man, I think I went too far. Where is this one? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like acoustic, but it sounds like like it doesn't sound like the song at all. Not in that they fucked with it, but that's almost like they wrote their own song around. Is I know. Is it is it dead? No. Um. No, it's not. Okay, here it is. Greg Last Letterbox Number Thirteen. It's like almost like. It reminds me, it's almost like some uh, early aughts, like, pop punk band where they throw an acoustic song on the end. Oh, yeah. So it's like, this is, our, this is our ballad, man. And But it sounds like, it doesn't really sound like Letterbox, but it sounds like its own, like, cool song that has the same lyrics as Letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the vibe of that one. It's just very original. I'll never know what you'll find When you open up your letterbox tomorrow Cause a little bird Never tells me anything I wanna know She's my best friend, she's a sparrow And I'll never, never know What you never, never wanna you are if I had a pair of eyes on the back of my head for each time you forgot to take out the things you forgot to talk about when you took a bite out of my spine I would have a lot of eyes on me by this time and I um I wanted I want to mention that there were um, not, it was, I think of the versions of Dad, there was more than one of them where the person was just like, I'm just going to talk into the microphone. <laughs> it was, um, <Right. laughs> they have like Greg Glass did the like, um, kind of, uh, like, uh, it was like, like with the synths in the background. And then there was also the version by, um, Vermin Harmon. That is just a straight spoken word piece. I returned a bag of groceries accidentally taken off the shelf before the expiration date. I came back as a bag of groceries accidentally taken off the shelf before the date stamped on myself. I did a large procession wave their torches as my head fell in the basket. Was everybody dancing on the casket? Now it's over. I'm dead. I haven't done anything that I want. Or I'm still alive. There's nothing I want to do. Uh, the Alex Tree version of Sapphire Bullets. Uh, honestly, wasn't going through it. And he, he, I think when he sent me this, 
he was just like, you don't have to include if you don't want to. So I'm just like, I don't know what kind of thing you're talking about. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because I've made all types of weirdo stuff. Right. And so I just, so I just hear the Asper voice come in. I lost my shit. Yeah, it's pretty great. Pistol shots. Gun shots. Pistol shots. Gun shots. Bullets from a revolver. Bullets. Yeah, man. Uh, well, good work on putting this stuff together. This is even... You not being involved in the actual music this time. This is just a massive undertaking. I ended up doing one song on it only because. Um, oh wait, you did? What uh, is that under your name or is it under? It's else? it's contrary. All my songs are on the contrary to popular belief. It's like uh, ah, it's okay, the second we want to rock. A uh, vermin sent in a version of we want to rock that was also spoken word, but I'm like I don't. I don't necessarily want to use this one because you already have two of them. Like it just wouldn't the flow. I, in my head, I'm like the flow. So I literally just took a cue chord, plug it in, uh, put it on country, a country setting, and then did the chords. <laughs> yeah, and then, the, yeah, like the automatic chords. Yeah, and then it had like the beats in the background, and I sang. And then I was like, I don't like how this sounds. So I just kicked the tempo, the speed up to like 1.382 times. And I'm like, now it's like weird. And it sounds kind of like 100 gex a little bit. So I'm going to call it good. And I added like two guitar parts. <laughs> I think it took like... 20 minutes and I'm like I just, okay now every song has more than one <laughs> I just got a message from Dan Hickey. I'm Dan's going to be on an episode. We're going to talk about Rest a While. He picked a deep track. Oh opening my god! Of working undercover uh, for the man. EP. I love Rest a While. Yeah, yeah. And then I talked to. Um, I've now talked to all the drummers. I already recorded an episode with Brian Doherty. That's going to come out hopefully not too long. And he picked Bells Are Ringing, which is perfect because he has a huge snare snare outro drum feature to end the album yeah yes so uh let's yeah let's go ahead and wrap this up because this is a bonus right. episode and i've i've already spent like 10 hours this week editing oh the, yeah fucking the, the flood tour preview episode and then oh, i had yeah. mammal that just i've had two episodes in a row this week and that flood tour preview one came in at two hours and 15 minutes yeah so that was <laughs> some work yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so let's wrap this one up and everyone just go to um, tmbs.bandcamp.com. You can listen to the John Henry tribute, the flood tribute, the cave fish question mark EP, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find out what cave fish sounds like, question mark. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, and if you are interested in the next one, I guess you should probably join the They Might Be Shitposting group and Miss T group, and uh, you'll see this dude posting about something maybe who knows how long. I don't know. The next thing. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, well, I know there's a guy that wants to do a glean uh, tribute, so I think he's someone's trying to help you out, all right. and have you, so you don't have to do a, every. That's a five year. Michael, one. Michael Valenchik, I think is how you'd pronounce his name. Yeah, because I, I just did an answer cover, and he's like, "That's really good. Maybe we should do a glean tribute." <laughs> oh man, that would that'd be really fun. The other one I was thinking of doing. Uh, which I don't know if the things would line up, is uh, the 1985 demo tape would also be a fun one to do. Oh, man. Yeah, I was actually just listening to that while I was, like, oh, I was eating dinner, doing something like, man, well, I, I love the biggest one, too. It's just so good. To I am the biggest one. That would lend itself pretty well to, like, Late 80s, New York-style hardcore, just like big breakdowns and gang oh, vocals. Man. I have the biggest one! <laughs> I have the biggest one! Unity! All right, so I'm going to let you go, and it was cool to talk to you about uh, your school in there. That's a noble pursuit, and we'll definitely talk more about We'll definitely have more tangents when you get them for your uh, your proper episode. What did you yeah. end up picking? Oh, Tesla two four six eight. <laughs> right, of course you did. <laughs> the most the most shit posty of all the actual they might be giant songs. <laughs> oh, I, I love that song so much. That's a conversation <laughs> for a different time. It's like they were shit posting their own song. Well. So we'll, <laughs> that'll be down the pike, and we'll we'll schedule that for a little bit. But yeah, so uh, thanks for coming on, yeah. and uh, everyone go listen to that comp, and uh, good work on that, my man. Yeah, thank you. Why is the world in love?